Well, good morning, church. Usually there's a resounding good morning. This is, this is different. This is different. Glad you could all be here this morning. I'm not, I'm not a person on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook presence, but my wife Alice does. And when she sees some things that, that are either humorous or meaningful, she usually shares it with me. Well, over the last several weeks, there's an individual that's a member of our church who posts regularly on mostly, mostly funny stuff. Dennis Hendricks has posted several different uh, things over the last few weeks, and I just want to share with you my top four, my top four Dennis Hendricks Facebook posts. Now, you might have other ones, but these are my top four Dennis Hendricks posts. I didn't even call him to see if I could do this, so, you know, sue me, Dennis, if you want to. But here's, here's my top four. Number four, research shows that laughing for two minutes is just as healthy as a 20-minute jog. So now I'm sitting in the park laughing at all the joggers. Number three, marriage is a relationship in which one person is always right and the other is the husband. Number two, common sense is like deodorant. The people who need it most never use it. And my number one, Dennis Hendricks, Facebook, favorite Facebook post, I just found out it takes five sheep to make one wool sweater. I didn't even know they knew how to knit. Anyway, those are my top four Dennis Hendricks Facebook posts from the last few weeks. Thought I would just share those with you. And I know it's very meaningful to you. So, anyway. We're in a time right now that's broken. We're in a period of time, a season of time that's broken. Today I want to lay out three steps to help you rise above what's going on all around you today. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Are you overwhelmed today? Are you fearful? Lots of anxiety? You're wondering when things will ever get back to normal? You're missing family. You're missing friends. Are you just overwhelmed with the fear? I think there's many, many folks who are experiencing fear and anxiety today. I've, I've talked to several people who have this, this load of fear and load of, of what's coming next. Now that, you know, we're hearing rumors that this could go on for two years. This could go on for another 30 days. You're just getting fed all of this, all of this fear. Uh, and some people are not dealing with it really well. The National Disaster Helpline of the National 
Mental Health Services Administration reports that the hotline calls during March and April of this year relating to fear, suicide contemplation, depression, and physical abuse have increased 338% when compared to the same period last year. 338% increase in the calls. We know that alcohol sales is through the roof. Gun sales is through the roof. Ammunition sales is through the roof. People are trying to deal with this in any way possible. And let me just say one thing that, that because of the conflicting commentary of the media and our political leaders, the situation just gets worse, just gets worse. The title of my message is, It's Time. It's Time. It's time for us to take control. When I was a kid, and we would go for drives in the car, my two other brothers and I were usually sitting in the back seat. Now, you've got to remember, back in those days, there were no seat belts. But we were sitting in the back seat, typically, and we were typically just goofing off. My dad driving the car, and we would get louder, pushing each other, nudging each other, giving each other knee bumps, and sticking our fingers in my, whoever was sitting next to me, their ears, and just, just carrying on, just stupid. And I can always remember my dad turning around and saying, don't make me stop this car. I think God stopped the car. I think God stopped the car. I think he even got out of the car. I can relate with that because I think a lot of us feel like we're sitting in the back seat of the car and there's no driver. God has left the car. That's probably a lot of your thought process every single day. Let me encourage you this morning. It's time we all put on the mind of Christ and stop being manipulated by our situation. In spite of all the junk going on, our God is still on the throne. His promises are still true. He is faithful. He is trustworthy. Don't ever doubt that God doesn't understand you and your situation. Join me in prayer real quick before I get into the message here. Father, I thank you that you are in charge. I thank you that you have this handled. And as your children, we can rely on you to see this through. Right now, Father, I boldly declare your peace into your children's lives. I boldly declare for you to bring calm 
into the situation in every home across America. I declare the Holy Spirit to move in supernatural ways in your homes. I declare that the Holy Spirit will move and do supernatural signs and wonders with every child of God. We have no reason to fear, Father, for you are with us. I pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week, would you start praying big prayers? Just start praying big prayers. I think sometimes we as children of God, we're always in a position of holding back. We're in a position of always reacting rather than taking charge. Would you just start praying big prayers? God loves it when you pray big prayers. God loves it when you pray big prayers. Don't fade into the woodwork. Don't be bashful in your quiet time. Just scream to him. Just be bold. Father, I need an intervention from you today. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you're just filled with anger. You're depressed. Because this is not life as normal. This is not life as normal. Did you find John 14, 27 yet? Okay, let's read this. Very, very powerful verse on God's peace. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. This word peace in the Greek is not just have a good day. This is a peace that is supernatural peace. Supernatural. In the spirit world, it's supernatural. It's not the the peace that the world gives you. It's not the peace that the world offers you. It's not the peace that your spouse gives you or your children gives you. This is supernatural, miraculous peace peace in a time of trouble. Peace, I, live, I leave with you. My peace, once again, supernatural peace, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Peace, not like the world. Supernatural peace, heavenly peace, Peace that surpasses understanding. Peace that is buried in your spirit. Peace that is the opposite of what the world offers. A peace that's calming. Your heavenly Father covers you in his supernatural peace. All you have to do is receive it. Receive it. Receive his supernatural peace. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. A lot of you are heavy laden today. Come to him, and I will give you rest. You know, this isn't in my notes, but sometimes we read these words and these passages and these verses and 
oh, that sounds good. That's really great. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's, I believe that. I believe that. You believe it up here, but you don't receive it. You don't receive it and live it. You don't, it and there's a big difference. And there's a big difference. You can, you can read something, agree with it, and then walk away. I need you this morning to focus on what God is telling you and the promises he's given you. You don't have to live in fear or anxiety or depression. Your peace has nothing to do with your strength or your ability. Your peace is based on the strength and power of the great I am. Not your peace, not what you can conjure up, the good thoughts you can have. You know, every day that's got to be a real drag. Getting up in the morning and, okay, how am I going to motivate myself today? It's God's peace. All you have to do is receive his peace. You know what? We spend too much time trying to figure things out with our abilities. Will you stop trying to figure out God's next move? His thoughts aren't your thoughts. His ways aren't your ways. Well, why did I get laid off from my job? I don't know. Maybe this is the opportune time that God's going to lead you in another direction. Maybe it's a time he's going to show you that ministry that you should have been in 20 years ago. I don't know. But you need to draw close to him. He has the peace. He will show you. Just ask him. Just ask him. Did you know that this might be a big shock, but our God will always have the final word. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. He is the beginning from the end. And all this junk in between, you can fret about it. You can worry about it. You can be anxious about it. You can get depressed over it. Our God knows the beginning from the end. Not the pink slip you got two weeks ago. Not the doctor's report you got via Zoom. None of those things. God knows the beginning from the end. He will have the final say on where you land. I know many of you are hurting and struggling this morning, not just with shelter in place, but beyond having limited time outside of Zoom, email, phones, and texts. When will this all end? Will life ever look the same? Here's my three areas that each of us need to hang on to this morning. Three areas that will really help you. And I'll go quickly through them. Number one, it's time for you to take your authority over your circumstances. Take the authority Jesus Christ gave you as a disciple of Christ. He gave you authority. You know, we get punched around and kicked around and It's exhausting because we don't take the authority that Christ gave us. When I prayed earlier, directing the Holy Spirit to fill your mind, to fill your home, I'm authorized to do that. It says that in the Gospels. Jesus Christ gave you authority to take control. I bind Satan because... 
I, I, I've been told that I can. And a lot of us just mamby-pamby around it. Oh, gee, I, I hope this works out. I hope that nothing bad happens. I hope. And all the time, Satan's laughing, just laughing, having a great time, punching you here. You know, Satan's sitting with you in the back seat of the car, just punching away and poking you in the nose and take your authority. So it's time for you to take your authority. Stop speaking fear and doubt and unbelief in your life. Just stop it. Just stop speaking those words. It's our human nature. It's our human nature to speak words of doubt. Maybe it's to protect ourselves. So if it doesn't happen, I won't be disappointed. Start getting bold. Start taking authority in your life, the authority that God gave you. Your words affect your life and your destiny and your attitude. You've received authority over the world and your life. You will never understand this authority with your intellect. Mentally, no, I don't have that authority. That's God. I mean, God's in control of that. God, Jesus Christ gave you authority over things. Find out what they are in the Gospels. I'll read some to you here in just a second. It's a spiritual revelation, this authority, that you receive by faith. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10, Jesus gives his disciples amazing authority. Oh, by the way, if you've received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are Christ's disciple. So this verse applies to you. In Matthew 10, verse 1, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, and when he had called his one, two, three, four, five, six disciples to him at home, and when he had called his one, two, three, four disciples to him, he gave them, he gave them power. Now listen to this. Power. He gave them power. This isn't goofy little power. This is God-given supernatural power, miraculous power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse 8 of the same chapter, Matthew 10. Heal the sick, he's telling his disciples. You heal the sick. You cleanse the lepers. You raise the dead. Really? Yeah, really. You cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. You need to take control. Take your authorization from Jesus Christ, whether that's your job, whether it's for protection, for resources, for healing, quit being kicked around all over the room. Jesus Christ gave you the authority in his name to do marvelous things, absolutely marvelous things. And I don't think that we, some of us have never understood that. 
well, God's in control. He'll, he'll see it through. He'll do... Okay. All right, if you want to... I can remember the... I can remember the story of uh, Kenneth Hagin's wife who, um, Kenneth Hagin was an old-time preacher that um, faith-based just and had a healing ministry. And Anyway, when he first got married, his wife was ill or got ill. And um, he told her one evening, Honey, I just want to pray. Let's pray right now for a supernatural healing. And at the time, she says, Oh, Kenneth, I, I don't know that I can I don't know that I can believe enough for God to heal me of everything and make me a hundred percent whole. Well, Kenneth Hagin said to her, Well, if you can't believe for all of it, what can you believe for? Well, I can believe for the headache to go away. Okay, let's pray for that. Let's pray that God would intervene and supernaturally touch your headache and release you. So that's what they prayed for. The headache went away within about 15 to 20 minutes. Where are you at in accepting this authority that you've been given? Where are you at? Do you still think that this is not even possible? Well, then, then what else in Scripture don't you believe? What else don't you believe? Because it's in the Gospels. There are so many places in Scripture where Jesus told his disciples, you do it. You take control. Feeding the 5,000, he told the disciples, you feed them. You go and make disciples. You drive out evil spirits. You heal diseases and sickness. We must live more in the supernatural power of Almighty God rather than according to our natural physical senses. This is supernatural stuff. This is spiritual stuff that you will only understand in your spirit. You will never understand it with your feelings and your thoughts. Number two, it's time to rise up in strength. Ephesians 6.10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. That word power in the Greek again may, means miraculous works and of love and of a sound mind. It's not your power, it's his power. It's not your strength, it's his strength. We always stumble over ourselves. You are a child of the Almighty God. Why don't you act like it? Your father is the Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Act like it. Don't be moved by what you feel or what you see. One of my favorite verses in all of Scripture is Isaiah 40, verse 31. And I think it's one of my favorites because it's the first tongue interpretation I had back in 1964. 
Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me pull apart two or three pieces of that verse. But those who wait, those are the people that are weak, helpless, and are looking to God himself in their need or their danger or their loss. They're waiting and expecting God to move. An attitude of faith that God will move without a doubt. Shall renew their strength, exchanging my strength for his strength. To restore, increase, or revive that which is weak. To grow stronger. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Do you know that eagles are... Uh, the strongest bird in the universe. They fly with more strength. They fly faster. They fly higher than any danger or enemy. Here's what's interesting. And here's, in the last several years, I've, I've taken this as comfort. When the scripture talks about wings of eagles... Eagles molt at the age of 15 to 20. Eagles live anywhere up to 25, 26 years old. Eagles molt at the age of 15 to 20 years of age. And their feathers are renewed. They grow new feathers to a youthful look and youthful strength. So when it says mount up with wings like eagles, that's what we should be doing. Have the strength, and I don't care if you're 40 years old, 10 years old, or 100 years old. You've got new feathers. You can mount up on wings like eagles. It's amazing. And then the not be weary. Those who trust in God will be elevated and not be weary. Your heavenly Father will raise you up on eagle's wings where you will soar above your fear and soar above your anxiety. Number three, it's time to rest. It's time to rest. Isaiah 41, verses 10 through 13. Verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, or fearful, or discouraged, or anxious, or like a wave tossed to and fro, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Those who war with you, in verse 12, those who war with you shall be as nothing. This coronavirus will be as nothing. This job loss will be as nothing. Those who contest with you will be nothing. That fear and anxiety is nothing. Give it to me. 
Those who war with you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. That word help in the Hebrew means to surround and protect. I will help you. I will surround you and protect you. Your Heavenly Father is always faithful and trustworthy. Did you know uh, you were called in Scripture? You know what you were called? Sheep. You're called sheep. If you are a follower of Christ, you're sheep. Did you know that sheep were never intended to carry a burden? When's the last time you saw a backpack strapped to the back of a sheep? Sheep are not designed to carry a burden. Horses and donkeys and oxen are designed to carry heavy burdens. You're designed to cast, not carry. Cast your burdens on him. Don't carry your burdens. You're designed to cast. So why do we have this overwhelming desire to carry big worries, big fears, big concerns about your job, your health, your safety, and your provision? We're told all through Scripture, do not fear. In fact, the most uh, frequent command in the Bible is, fear not. Fear not. I think it appears 35, 40 times, depending on the translation. Fear not. Did you know that sheep, uh, I'm sorry, if you've been laid off your job because of COVID-19, Maybe God's moving you into a new area, a new thing, a new ministry. He has prepared for you years ago, and you've ignored him. Maybe you need to get your attention. Why is it whenever something happens in our lives that is uncomfortable and disrupts our routine, we say, why God? Why God? Why are you doing this? Fear not. For I am with you. I will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will surround and protect you. One of the sweetest ladies I know in our church is June Acton. June Acton uh, last week sent Alice a poem. And with her permission, I want to read you June Acton's poem. O Lord, our world is broken. There's pain on every side. The people look with wide-eyed gaze. The rushing turn to stride. Securities are shaken. The what was is no more. And families strong are torn apart, with each one left to mourn. The wonder of what is ahead, no one can truly say. The hope that lies tomorrow is only here today. So, Father, take the pieces that lay scattered all around. Build them strong with faith and love, that healing may abound. For you hold all the answers, your word has proven true, 
that nothing faced upon this earth is hidden, Lord, from you. Thank you, June. There's a story about Smith Wigglesworth was asleep in his house one night, woke up in a startle, and just had a, a sense that there was something in the house. So he lit a candle, left his bedroom, and started walking down the hallway. When he came upon what he perceived immediately as either Satan or demons, he knew it. He just knew it. Looked him in the face. Blew out his candle and said, oh, it's just you. And went back to bed. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, Father, as we end this service, I pray your presence into every home. I pray your Holy Spirit would move in miraculous ways. Take our mind off of this world. Take our mind off of the fear and the anxiety. Father, replace that with a sense of your presence. Replace it with those things that really matter. Oh, you love us so much, Father. You will see this through. You are the beginning and you are the end. Give us your peace and your protection and your strength. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Great word for us today. Thank you, Pastor Randy. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are for us. And may we recognize what time it is, Lord. Lord, it's time for us to be about your business, to have our eyes set on you. And we thank you, Father, that in faith, knowing who you are, helps us to be able to see things from your perspective. I pray your blessing on your people today. May we live for you this week. May we give testimony of your goodness to us by sharing, God, with those around us. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Pray you have a wonderful week. Again, we have many opportunities. Go to wenatchee.church to hear about our small group opportunities online. See you next Sunday here at 9 a.m. God bless you. Amen.